Hello, fantasy friends. I'm Scott Cullen, host of Locked On Fantasy Baseball on the Locked On Podcast Network. I covered sleepers yesterday and have touched on draft strategy, a mock first round, and gone through a position-by-position preview for this 2020 Major League Baseball season. Today, we move to breakthrough players, one of the more fun aspects of fantasy, trying to predict which players will bust out and take their production up a notch this season. This episode may seem a bit Toronto-centric, but the Blue Jays had quite a few young players that got into the lineup last season, and there are several that ought to be due for bigger and better numbers in a full Major League season. Here are some breakthrough candidates for this season. Start in Los Angeles with catcher Will Smith. See, the usual focus of breakthrough columns is about optimism, and look how great this player could be. And the main thrust when it comes to Smith has to be to exercise some caution. He was so good as a rookie, crushing 15 home runs in just 170 at-bats, that he obviously generates interest for a full season, because his numbers will be better in 350 or 400 at-bats at the same time. He had a home run flight ball rate of 23.1%, and that's not going to last. So it's not unreasonable to think that Smith can hit 20 to 25 home runs and maybe hit 240 or 250, which is still useful among catchers, just not quite off the charts the way he was last season. Over at first base, look at Michael Chavis for the Boston Red Sox. He also has second base eligibility uh, and had a home run fly ball rate last season of 23.1%. But the fact that uh, Chavis has multi-position eligibility and is building on a rookie season in which he hit 18 home runs and 382 at-bats. That versatility is part of Chavis' appeal. If he can find his way to 500 at-bats, whether it's at first or second or DH or, or wherever, he may be able to deliver 25 home runs. Now, second base is a relatively shallow position, lacking in proven performers, but it's a great spot to find upside in up-and-coming players. Let's begin with Keston Hura, second baseman for the Milwaukee Brewers. 23-year-old had monster numbers in a little over half a major league season in 2019. 51 runs, 19 homers, 49 RBIs, 9 stolen bases, and a 303 batting average. Now, he's not likely to duplicate a 402 batting average on balls in play and a 24.1% home run fly ball ratio. But that major league production didn't come out of nowhere either. Hura had 19 home runs and hit 329 in 57 games at AAA before getting promoted. Let's see what he can do in a full major league season. Our first Toronto Blue Jay, Kevin Biggio, the second baseman. As a rookie, Biggio hit 16 home runs and stole 14 bases and 354 at-bats. He also hit just 234. And that may not get dramatically better, because he's very much a three-true-outcomes kind of player, with walks, strikeouts, and home runs accounting for nearly half of his plate appearances. Nevertheless, Biggio could be a 2020 threat and should score a lot of runs because he can get on base. One more second baseman, Brandon Lau with Tampa Bay Rays. There isn't much question that Lau is capable of hitting Major League pitching. In 425 at-bats over the past two seasons, he's slugged 23 home runs and driven in 76. Like some others on this list, he's probably due for some home run fly ball regression with a 20.9% home run fly ball rate for his brief career, but that could be offset by staying healthy and staying in, a, in, a, in the lineup for a full season. Shortstop is already a position of stars with two outstanding breakthrough candidates. Start with Fernando Tatis Jr., the San Diego Padres. His rookie season ended with a back injury in mid-August, and he still finished with 22 home runs, 16 steals, and a 317 batting average. There were 11 players in Major League Baseball that stole 16 bases and had at least 22 home runs last season. Christian Yelich and Tatis were the only ones to hit better than 300. So Tatis has already arrived. The 21-year-old is a star. But just imagine what he might do in a full season of 500 or even 600 at-bats. 
Another Blue Jay, Bo Bichette. Although he played in just 46 games as a rookie, Bichette crushed 11 home runs and hit 311. But he's capable of more. He may not match a 368 batting average on balls in play or a home run fly ball rate of 22.4%, but his minor league track record indicates that he can also run more than he did in his first stint in the big leagues. With 500 plus at bats, Bichette could become one of the top 6-8 to eight performers at this glamour position. Staying in Toronto and finding a young player who was a relative disappointment last season, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. had destroyed minor league pitching and was supposed to be embarking on a Hall of Fame career. And he still might be. He turns 21 in a couple of weeks. But Vladdy didn't show the power that was expected of him. If he can harness his immense talent, then he could be an elite producer at third base. And his underwhelming rookie season means an opportunity for value on draft day this season. Still with the Blue Jays. What did I say about this being a lot of Blue Jays? Lourdes Gurriel Jr. in left field. He's dealt with a number of injuries in his two major league campaigns, and last season ended early when he had his appendix removed. But he's also hit 31 home runs with a 279 batting average and 563 career at-bats. Now give Gurriel Jr. 500 at-bats in a single season and see where those numbers go. Another left fielder, Willie Calhoun in Texas. It seems like it's been a long time coming for the 25-year-old who's been destroying minor league pitching for a while now. And he emerged with 21 home runs and 309 at-bats last season. He doesn't run, may only hit in the 260 range, but Calhoun has legit power that could bring you 25 or more home runs. Oscar Mercado, the center fielder in Cleveland, as a rookie, he hit 15 home runs and stole 15 bases and 438 at-bats, but he didn't start in the majors until mid-May. He had great stolen base numbers in the minors, stealing 89 bases in 282 games at double and triple A. So if last season's power holds up, Mercado could be an impact player. Okay, we're not even done with the outfield yet, but it's time for a break. When we come back, there will be some more outfield options before looking at some breakthrough pitching candidates. And we're back with more breakthrough outfielders, followed by some potential breakthrough pitchers. Go to Colorado for center fielder Garrett Hampson, who also played second base and shortstop, so he has some versatility. Uh, but the 25-year-old stole 15 bases in 18 attempts last season and has a decent track record for steals in the minors, too. The question is whether he can get 500 at-bats, at which point his steals and runs scored could make a difference. Trent Grisham in San Diego. Acquired from Milwaukee in the offseason, Grisham was a first-round pick in 2015 and showed some potential in 51 games for the Brewers last season. He still needs to earn regular playing time, but if he does, Grisham could hit more than 20 home runs. Alex Verdugo, right fielder in Boston, acquired in one of the least popular Red Sox trades ever. The one that sent Mookie Betts to the Dodgers, Verdugo hit 12 home runs and hit 294 in 343 at-bats for the Dodgers last season. So he could produce some decent numbers if he gets 500 or more at-bats for the Red Sox this season. One more outfielder? Check on Tyler O'Neill for the St. Louis Cardinals. The 24-year-old outfielder has been a part-time player for the past two seasons and has serious power, hitting 14 home runs and 271 at-bats. There's not much question that he can hit home runs against big league pitching. It's more a matter of whether he can secure a regular spot in the lineup. That should cover the breakthrough bats. Let's take a look at some pitchers, starting with Chris Paddock in San Diego. The 24-year-old ace was terrific as a rookie, with a 3.33 ERA and 0.98 whip, to go with 153 strikeouts in 140 and two-thirds innings before getting shut down for the season. It made sense to preserve his arm, not putting on too many innings after he pitched 90 innings the year before, but Paddock should be able to handle a heavier workload and have a more competitive team around him this season. Tyler Glasnow in Tampa Bay. 
He couldn't put it together in Pittsburgh, but seems to have found his sweet spot with the Rays, leaning on his 97-mile-per-hour fastball. In a dozen starts last season, Glasnow had more than 11 strikeouts per nine innings. And while he's likely due for a higher batting average on balls in play than last season's 265, and probably won't strand 84.7% of his base runners, Glasnow is still a prime breakthrough candidate this season if he gets more than a dozen starts that he did last year. Going back to San Diego, Dinelson Lemet, a 27-year-old who missed all of 2018 and didn't return to the Padres' rotation until July of last season, Lamet did have 12.9 strikeouts per nine innings. He also allowed 12 home runs in 73 innings, so that could be better. But Lamet has a devastating slider if he can get in position to use it. On to Arizona for Zach Gallen, who made 15 starts for Miami and Arizona last year, winning just three, but the rest of his numbers sparkled. A 2.81 ERA, 1.23 whip, and 96 strikeouts in 80 innings. Gallen has a four-pitch repertoire and should be a fixture in the Diamondbacks' rotation for years to come. Also in Arizona, Luke Weaver. Gallon's teammate was impressive in a dozen starts for the Diamondbacks last season, after three seasons in St. Louis. Even if he regresses from a 2.94 ERA and 1.07 whip, Weaver's 9.7 strikeouts per nine innings from last season should play nicely. One more starter, Julio Urias for the Los Angeles Dodgers. It hasn't been a smooth road since he debuted for the Dodgers as a 19-year-old, and now that he's 23, Urias is finally looking at a chance to be a rotation regular. Last season, he was limited to 79 and two-thirds innings as he returned from Tommy John surgery. But in eight starts, he had a 3.26 ERA and 1.12 whip with 37 strikeouts in 30 and a third innings. He's not likely to suddenly jump to 200 innings, but Urias could put up impressive numbers in 150 innings if he can stay healthy enough to get there this season. Now time for a few closers, a position that seems to have a new breakthrough candidate every few weeks. But here are some to consider going into this season. Archie Bradley in Arizona. Apparently I've got a lot of Arizona pitchers on the breakthrough list. The 27-year-old saved 18 games last season despite a walk rate that was significantly higher than it had been in the previous two seasons. With a little bit better command, Bradley could handle the closer role and rack up 30 or more saves for the Diamondbacks. Nick Anderson in Tampa Bay. A 29-year-old who made his major league debut last season Anderson posted a 3.32 ERA and 1.08 whip with 110 strikeouts in 65 innings for the Marlins and Rays. Anderson is poised to be the Rays' closer from the start of the season, and he's basically a two-pitch pitcher with a fastball and curveball, but has the stuff to do the job. And Jose LeClerc in Texas. The 26-year-old Rangers closer has recorded 28 saves over the past three seasons, but he struck out more than 13 per nine innings in the past two seasons. If he's closing from the start of the season, he could match his career total just this year. So there you have it. A look at a bunch of potential breakthrough players for your fantasy teams. Grab a few and hope they pay off. I'll be back tomorrow with rookies that might be able to have a fantasy impact in the 2020 Major League Baseball season. Hit me up with your questions. I'm at by Scott Cullen on Twitter. And the show is at LO underscore Fantasy Baseball on Twitter. If you want to send an email, direct it to LockedOnFantasyBaseball at gmail.com. Find us and subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Stay locked in with Locked On Fantasy Baseball, your source for daily fantasy news and analysis.